the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Thanks to God. God is opening doors of opportunity that no man can shut on us. Doors of opportunity for us to step into the awesome things that God has in store for us. Open doors of opportunity that will never benefit me and you unless we walk through. Because regardless to the reason, if we don't walk through the doors of opportunity God opened for me and you, will never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you so that we can walk straight into all that God has in store for me and you. So that we can walk straight into all that God has in store for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn over to Genesis chapter 37, verse 21. And he said, look, let's not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. And it came to pass that when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat and his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it, which means when he hit, he hit hard. Praise God. So they done snatched him around, took his clothes, coat up off of him, you know, coat representing his righteousness, representing his favor, then snatched that coat up all off of him. This is like a violent act that's occurring and everything like that. Because many times people can do you violence also. Amen. But Yet, at the same time, that's the external coat. Don't you ever miss the spiritual coat of righteousness that God has on you. And don't you allow anything that they do cause you to forget that you're in right standing with God. And then they threw him off into a pit. I mean, a pit like a whale. Imagine a whale, you know, where it's down there deep in there. Someplace it doesn't say how deep it was, but it was deep down there, a pit. But it was deep enough to throw him in in such a way where when they throw him down there, homie hit the ground and he hit it hard. Sometimes you can find yourself way below the place that you're supposed to be walking in, way below the place that you're supposed to be walking in, and it caused your, your, your family members are the ones that caused you to get there. But yet at the same time, although that you get thrown down there, you got to understand that still doesn't release you from your responsibility of conducting yourself the way your father wants you to conduct yourself. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I can imagine that, you know, by the time he'd been snatched around by his brothers and, you know, his brothers didn't like him, so I know they wasn't like real nice about this. 
So they snatched him around and yanked him around and stuff like that. My man said I can't kill him, but he didn't say I can't rough him up. And so they throwing him around and snatching him around and take his coat up off him. And he trying to stop him. Stop, stop. And they throwing it around because, you know, when people are doing you wrong, you can tell them stop as many times you want to. You can ask them as many times you want to. Why are you doing this? Why don't you quit? Why don't you stop? Why don't you stop? They're not going to stop because they're led by a foolishness that's on the inside of them to do harm to you. Are you listening to me? And so they snatched him around and stuff like that. And his quiet as kept, you know, can I talk for a second? It's just a physical fact. The more you resist, they're snatching you around is the more it will hurt you. Sometimes you got to go with the flow. That if they doing you wrong, sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Now, the natural desire is not to go with the flow because you're going to fight back for your own balance or your own position and your own rightness. But sometimes it's easier that it just comes off of you if you just go with the flow. Interpretation. Sometimes you just got to let them go. They want to go. Holler. I mean, you're not saying it out of a negative, like forget you and, you know, the horse you rode in on. But it's like, but if, when you got to understand when folks stuck on stupid, your words of reason aren't going to change anything. Your words of reason. The Bible says never answer a fool in his folly. That's the Bible. That's wisdom. Because when a person gets stuck on stupid, you could tell them everything right. They're still hearing it wrong because everything's twisted. So he's snatching them around and stuff like that, threw him. So he's now way below the position that he's supposed to be in. He's supposed to have full access and mobility, but now he's stuck in one small area, in, camp, in, in, in capsule in, the, in that one small area. Let's read on what happened. Of course, and it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren. Okay, we read that, that he stripped him and threw him off into a, a, a place. Verse 25, and they sat down to eat bread. You know something about They can just sit there and eat and just go on with life like ain't nothing happening, although they dogging. Y'all ain't never ran into nobody like this, right? And they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels, bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, and going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, that's the fourth of the brethren, what profit is it that we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Now, they already said they weren't going to kill him, but, you know, anyway. He said, come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let him and let not our hand be upon him. <laughs> For he is our brethren. <laughs> Some stupid logic, but, you know, amen. For he is our brethren and our flesh and, and his brethren were content. Reuben said, we can't kill him. Now, see, that's a low down, dirty thing that's about to be done to him also. But as quiet as it's kept and it's kept real quiet, it too is a deliverance from God. Because in the morning, he has opportunity to be killed still by his brothers. But instead of being killed, now he's being slowed off, sold off into slavery. And so now, so now he's sitting there watching his brothers sell him off. Now, you got to understand the slave traders were not kind and gentle people either. And you can't tell me Joseph would, would just go off and go along with this. He's probably still fighting against it, getting smacked around, hit around, knocked around. But yet he's still expected to operate in forgiveness just like you and I expected to operate in forgiveness. Because if he doesn't operate in forgiveness, every evil work will have opportunity to now manifest in the midst of his life. And he will not have opportunity to be able to fulfill the call, the dream that God has placed on the inside of him. So he's now taken off into slavery. <laughs> From his brothers 
whom all he did was just come to see how they doing and see if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing like his daddy asked him to do. He was just being who he was. His daddy gave him the coat. He didn't ask for the coat. He didn't like, petition God for dreams. Like, God, could you give me a dream so that I can go tell my brothers? This is the kind of dream I want. I want a dream that says that they're going to be bound to me later on down the line. He didn't ask for none of this. And see, you got to understand, just like he didn't ask for the calling, he didn't ask for the stuff that comes as a result of the calling. Anybody here called the great things? That's why great crap keep happening to you. Because Satan will raise the level of mess that enters into your life to be that which is necessary to cause you to never move forward into the things that God has in store for your life. But God has put inside of you the ability to forgive, regardless to what happens. Everybody say, regardless to what happens. No matter what happens, you have the ability to be able to forgive in the midst of that situation. Even if your brothers hate you, even if they dog you, even if they speak ill against you like they were doing against him. If every time you try to be nice, they try to be nasty. You know, some folk, they just got an ambition to be nasty because you're being nice. It's like that's their purpose. It's ni- it, the nicer you try to get, the more nasty they try to get. The more you try to do what's right, they're going continue, continue to ju- just continue to do it. But you still have not been released by God from your responsibility of loving. Because it's love and faith that's going to get you to call that God has in store for you. To be a blessing, to be blessed, to be a blessing unto the rest of the world and unto them too. God had given a dream that they will bow to him one day. God had given a dream that he was going to have reign over them one day. But this was not a negative thing. This was a good thing. Sometimes that's one of the things that causes confusions in households. It's the concept of reign over people. It's one of the reasons why a lot of times the children have p- trouble with their parents. Because they see that you're trying to reign over me. No, that's just my calling. You're trying to control me. No, that's just my calling. I didn't ask for the calling. But that's it. I'm teaching real good right now. Sometimes parents be tripping. I mean, kid, parents be tripping over the kids tripping. But you got to understand that each one is called to be in a spot, in a position. And if everybody worked their thing the way it's designed to work, then the fullness of the calling will manifest in everybody's life. And all of us will be both blessed as well as a blessing. God ordained certain things to exist in order to be able to maximize what he wants to exist. And if we learn to operate according to it, it'll be a lot better. We'll just be a lot better off. At times, kids like, look, you're just trying to run my life. No, ain't nobody trying to run in your life. We're trying to keep you from death. Yeah, well, that's your rules. That's your thinking. That's, that's, you know how folk do. That's what you say. I don't, I don't go along with that. I, I'm just going to do <laughs> what I want to do. It's like that with, with husbands and wives. You know, that way, you think that the bills ought to be paid at this time. I don't think we ought to pay no bills. <laughs> you think that we ought to work and, and work for the future. I say we ought to just work and eat, and drink and be married. Let's, let's make sure every week we have a new cell phone. I seen a new dress, I bought it because I felt like it. And then we try to spiritualize it. This is the year to open door. <laughs> the door of the mall was open, I went in. Every door was open, I went in it. <laughs> and I came out with something too. 
Amen. I got a new car because I deserve it. Never buy a car because you deserve it, because you don't deserve nothing. Buy a car because you can afford it. Never buy a car because you can deserve you deserve it. Don't ever buy anything because you think you deserve it. No, buy it because you can afford it. Amen. It's good teaching. We, we, we move on because this is going over very well. My God, I'm so excited. And y'all the easy crew. I can't wait till 11 o'clock. Praise God. That's going to be like big. I'm a, whoa, y'all going to have to sing the heck out of a song at the 11, okay? No wonder the Lord was like kept on singing at, the, at this service. He <laughs> like, that's about all the joy is going to be right there. So anyway, long story short, they done sold my man off into slavery and stuff like that. He got every reason in the world to be upset. Walk around with a grudge. Walk around with bitterness on the inside of them. Way my brothers played me. And not only did he get jammed by them, he turned around and got jammed by the folk house that he was, ser- what he was serving in. Over in Genesis chapter 39, you can turn there if you want to. And of course, he was put in Potiphar's house and treated Potiphar well, and Potiphar raised him up and everything else like that. But in the end, of course, his, 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 his uh, Potiphar's wife thought he was looking good, and so she kind of like wanted some of that. And uh, he wasn't going for that because he was going to operate as a man of God and conduct himself. You know, men of God don't lay down nobody that ain't their wives. Amen. Amen. A little bit more baritone, a little more bass, please. We, we, you know, men of God don't lay down anybody that ain't their wives. Amen. 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 Okay, I find they are. Amen. Praise God. We don't care. Because that ain't God's call for our lives. Amen. And so, anywho, but, you know, she wanted him to lay him down. He wouldn't go along with it for time's sake. Verse 20, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisons, prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Why was he there? Because he did right. Sometimes you can even find yourself in the midst of a situation where you do right and end up imprisoned. So now it's bad enough he in slavery. Now he a slave in prison. Dang. Situation getting worse right before his bad. He got reason now to have double reason to be upset. Now it's bad enough my brothers played me hard. But then I do right by this woman's husband in such a way where she can go out and buy more stuff and do more stuff because they even getting richer. And now I'm getting thrown in slavery because she a slut. Amen. Because sometimes you can get jammed because other people are crazy. Anyway. So he got opportunity to, 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 to be upset with that. Verse 22 says, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So God's still making Joseph and everything he touches prosperous. But we learned in multiple sessions previously in Mark chapter 11 that the power of God won't flow the way it's supposed to flow if unforgiveness is there. That's why God said, why ye stand praying, forgive. Why is that? So that the power of God can then be able to flow, the faith of God can be able to operate, and now you can move mountains the way you're supposed to move mountains. So because the power of God is still manifesting, whereas he's still increasing and, 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 and prospering in everything he set his hands to do by uh, 
understanding, we understand that forgiveness must still be in his heart. Forgiveness, yeah, must still be in his heart. He has now also forgiven them for what they've done so that the power of God can still flow in the midst of his life. So you got to understand that while you're on your way to the awesome thing that God has called you to do, you still got to live day to day. And every day you want God to be with you. And every day you want the power of God to still manifest in the midst of your life. It's wonderful about this wonderful call that God has on our life. But how about today? You still got to live day to day. You still need your bills paid today. You still need to eat good today. You still need to be protected and preserved today. And your protection and your preserving, being preserved today will be dependent upon whether or not you got forgiveness or unforgiveness in your heart each and every day. That's why you got to continue to operate in forgiveness. He still is a forgiving person. For time's sake, let's go down to chapter 45. Of course, years have passed now. Many years have passed now. Joseph is now head over uh, all of Pharaoh's stuff. He kept getting promoted and promoted and promoted. Although he spent many years in jail, when he got brought up to Pharaoh's house, he wasn't like, man, forget you and all the rest of these people. I treated your people good and, then, and, and, and they jammed me. No, he did what he was supposed to do and allow himself to be used by God. And of course, prosperity manifested in the midst of the uh, Egyptian kingdom and Pharaoh was put over, I mean, and Pharaoh put Joseph over all of that prosperity. Now, let's read in verse 5, chapter 45. Now, therefore, being not grieved nor angry with yourselves. Wait, let's go back up to verse 1. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Of course, at this point, Joseph, long, I'm trying to shorten it because of time. Joseph had, uh, his brothers had came unto Egypt because there was a famine in the land. They needed to eat. When they made it to Egypt, Joseph recognized them as his brothers and had them brought unto himself. And when he got them there, of course, he was going to take good care of them and, and everything like that, long story short. And he made sure that they got blessed, made sure that they got taken care of, care of making sure they got fed. Now he's having his meeting with, the, with his brothers. Said in verse 1, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Man, that was loud. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. Now stop. Why do you think they was troubled at his presence? Why do you think they was like upset at his presence? Because here this man is who is number two in Pharaoh's kingdom, who could have them executed on the spot, have them jailed on the spot, have them tortured for what he did, they did to him. He's sitting there crying right in front of him. Now, they don't know he's crying tears of joy because he's back connected with his brothers again because of the restoration of family that God was causing to be able to happen to people who operate in, in forgiveness, the restoration of family, that the people whom he was separated from, now he has the opportunity to come back united with. Can I say this before I move any further? Because it's so deep on the inside of me that it's getting in the way of everything else I'm trying to say. God is about to restore families like you ain't seen them restored before. I'm talking about folk that had had no dealings 
with one another. I mean, didn't even want to be bothered with one another to the point where they just wrote off that chapter of their life saying, holla, I ain't got nothing else to do with you. You through. God's about to cause a restoration to be able to manifest, and it's going to blow a lot of y'all away. Who going to call you in not too many days? It's going to blow folk away. Who's going to be talking to you about why don't we get back together again? But you got to be like Joseph, a person of forgiveness, not so stuck on what they did to you. Because they didn't know what they was doing. They were stupid. They made a mistake. And it's been costing them. What, cost, what it cost them was that they didn't have to get a chance to be around you and the rest of the family that's surrounded with you. But they're going to come to themselves and they're going to realize. And God's going to be able to bring them back in. But when he brings them back in, don't require of them to take them through 20 questions on why they did what they did. Don't require of them that, you know, that they, you know, you know, how we try to put stipulations on things and try to put rules on things. Okay, I'll take you back if you do this and this and this and that. Now, just relax and let the Lord be God. Just relax and let the Lord be God. Forgive him. Do it today. Because some of you may even get a call today. Forgive him. Just let it go. They messed up. But you kept your focus on God and God kept exalting you and God kept prospering you. Don't worry about what it is that they did. You just forgive. Everybody say forgive. Look at your neighbor, just in case it ain't working out too well out of my mouth. Say, your neighbor, neighbor. he talking to you, you. I think, so you might as well forgive. forgive. Look at the other neighbor on the other side, just in case somebody was disobedient and wasn't going to do it. And say, yo, just in case they didn't say it to you, I'm saying it to you. Forgive. Look at him again. Say, oh, yeah, and forget. Yeah, yeah, don't just forget. Forget, too. Forget what they did. Because some of us done rehearsed what they did for so long and stuff like that. that It just comes to our mind the moment we think about them. Oh, yeah, they did that, they did that. No, no, let it go. Let it go. God's about to fuse some stuff back together up in here. Amen. I'm not stopping with family. I'm I'm speaking also to friends. God's about to fuse friendships back together again. Not long ago, they was your main person, the person you just couldn't go five minutes without. Now you've been going the last five years without, five months without. Come on up in here. Amen. God's going to cause people to realize. Excuse me. They've already realized. God's going to give them the strength now to be able to step up and say, hey, my bad. Don't be like, you know it. (laughs) Now get out of my face. (laughs) Amen. Because you've been all messed up for a while anyway. Here's your chance for it to get right. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning a little bit more about the open doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope also that you're learning the importance of those doors being walked through by me and you. I also hope that your faith is rising in the fact that God not only opens doors for me and you, but that He opens those doors so that He can bless and use me and you. So, Let's believe God's word is true and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. So come on, saints. Let's walk through every door that he opens for me and you and not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word Faith Christian Center. 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do, I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held a word of faith just for you. Especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedding folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And your boo is the one you married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 